We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in Thursday morning edition, Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford studio here this morning. Neil is back from... Boise. Boise, Vegas, Boise, sorry, Boise. Boise, 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 Boise's cool, Boise, I was a big fan of Boise, Are you? no joke, really liked it a lot, you got back sometime I told yesterday. I would really like it, probably liked it even more than I thought, and I it was like. accurate, it was really, it's, it's my, it's about my speed, okay, me and, Bo- me and Boise, we, if we could have met each other a long time ago, who knows, really, yeah, Pretty East, cool. Pretty cool place. Eastern Michigan dominates San Jose State. They wins did. the Potato Bowl. They did. We, I, I wrote about this in Ten Thoughts. We can we can talk about bowl games. Um, I think this is going to come across as mean for the people who and because I, I I grew up in a time when bowls were more important than they are today. The bowls now are just nothing more. And I've been to two. They're just made for TV productions, and you can tell it when you're in the building. In the stadium, they're just they're just made for TV. It's a TV deal, ESPN, and it's ESPN for the most part. They need programming to get through these two weeks. And, and bowls especially, are natural. And, and you wrote about this, especially the bowls prior to Christmas, because you're not quite ready yet. Even for the even as the consumer, when you're watching bowls, we're still programmed that bowls are New Year's Eve, close to you know what I mean. Like yeah. there is a. Oh, that game's December 23rd? Mm, mm, yeah. All right, fine. I'm doing shopping. I'm doing other stuff. I'm not worried about UConn and Marshall or whomever is playing there because like, you think Vegas will get moved to a more prime spot at some point if bowls continue into their in their current iteration. I literally would put, bet anything on it. It's A, it's well run. You could tell being there that it was well run. B, it's Vegas. Like Oregon State had 20,000 people in Vegas. Florida had 20 people. One of the great myths is that Florida is one of the superpowers of the SEC. Florida is not one of the Florida superpowers. is a program that won to huge levels under two coaches. And their fans don't travel. Um, Oregon State did. They, they traveled in droves. They they're were they're pumped right now under Jonathan Smith. Yeah, they, they partied. I saw, I saw Oregon State stuff everywhere in you? Vegas for three days. 
Um, I saw very little Florida stuff. Um, but the venue's amazing. It's a fantastic fan experience. Um, yeah, that game will absolutely, no question about it, be a big-time bowl game sooner rather than later. And, and anybody that, well, the payout's no good, whatever, you're all splitting the money anyway. That game's going to be, game's going to get big. Um, but you see it, though. I, I was in that arena one day for a college game and the next day for Raiders Patriots and just different, you know, not, it's different. The bowl, the bowl games are just made for TV events. Like in Boise or Boise, whatever you say, a lot of the restrooms weren't even open. Most of the concession stands weren't even open. Most people in town didn't know there was a game. It's it's TV. Yeah. And I, and I guess that's my point is that, you know, bowl games were kind of neat for two things forever. You know, especially in the BCS era where they don't dictate rankings. I mean, this isn't 1985 where, hey, the Sugar Bowl gets these two teams, and if you win, you win the national title or something along those lines. It's different now. But, A, it was it's for fan bases to travel and take trips. Well, again, if your bowl game is on December the 19th, it's right before Christmas. You're not going, hey, let's go take that trip there versus getting Christmas out of the way, and then you take the trip, as right. people do when they go to New Orleans or wherever else for bowl games. And then, two... You know, we used to do those articles every year. I would do them. Hey, here's what the bowl gifts are. You get the watch and the football and the Best Buy. It's the NIL era, baby. Everybody can get 200 bucks. That's not doing anything anywhere. So a lot of the things that were sort of made it, I don't want to say pure or wholesome because it's always been whatever, but you know what I mean? Like the, 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 the things that we focused on with bowl games, even a lot of those are deteriorated now. I mean, I remember even in the nut era, you would write the stories where the players would be scheming. The bowl pays you to travel. So was it making more money from Ole Miss or from your hometown? Because you made more money the longer distance. Or, you know, you could claim the longer distance and then get there the other way or whatever that was. I mean, we wrote stories about even things along those lines. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's different. And look, and I'm not harping. I've been doing this every show. I feel like I apologize like nine times to Brian on Monday night. Fans are a little less involved, a little less motivated. They they're, they're, they don't care as much as they did because of all the different dynamics going on with the sport. Well, one of the symptoms of that is you care less about bowl games because bowl games are supposed to be just pure fun. That's it. You get a matchup that you kind of find exciting. You're playing a team that you don't typically play. That's kind of cool. It's in the holidays. Everybody's drinking or traveling or doing something where you're supposed to be in a better mood. And that's why bowl games are cool. You get one more last thing. You get a week of a ton of bowl games. That's all neat. That's what that's supposed to be. But when you care a little less, you care a little less. And that factors in here all the way around. I mean, it just it it it, it just does. It, Florida it's, kids cared a lot less. They did. I don't mean I don't mean players. <laughs> no, I, I mean know, fans I know. and everybody else. But again, Florida has a new coach. He's not on the hot seat by any means, but it didn't go overly well, especially after you beat Utah in Week One and you look like damn Anthony Richardson was about to go win the Heisman. Back to your overhyping Week One argument, and. Then you go six and six, you end up in a bowl game on December the 19th because nobody else wanted the dang thing or 17th or whatever the date was. 19th, 20th, 19th, 20th, I don't know. 20th. It wasn't the 20th, today's the 22nd. It was the 17th, right? Okay, yeah, maybe so. Yeah, so, I, I, I mean. The days, <clears throat> those days just run together. Yeah, it's an, it, it, it's always been an exhibition, but it's an it used to be an exhibition that was kind of neat. It's no longer an exhibition that's kind of neat. It's not fun. They're not fun the same way. Some of them are, not all of them. Big, big thanks to Kyle Wilson for the super chat, by the way. Uh, appreciate that, Kyle. Thanks for the kind words. 
Uh, Oxford Exxon. Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. You can get uh, lunch specials. Those go. And hey, you better do it today. It can be a little chilly tomorrow. It'll be tough, tough to get out. So if you want some grub, today would be the day to do that. If you need to fill up, go ahead and knock those things out. I know I'm not doing the Southern's you know, weather thing. But look, it's going to be really freaking cold tonight and tomorrow. So uh, take care of things you need to take care of today while you're out. Oxford Exxon, Blue Sky locations throughout Mississippi, up and down I-55 and throughout North Mississippi as uh as well so uh take advantage of that even help you out with some of your holiday plans as well sidearms desserts and more and again coming to you from the clark ford studio we are clark fords in amory mississippi 662-257-1900 is the number call it ask for Corey clark tell Corey what ford product you're looking for he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours right to the bottom line no hassle no haggle you get your quote the rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Probably too late to uh, book your Christmas party or gathering, but I'll, I will take this opportunity to um, thank Rafters Bar and Grill. They've sponsored the um, hotline for two years now. Uh, that deal is up on uh, New Year's Eve, so um, they're going to still advertise with us, but they're kind of moving their advertising around a little bit. Uh, we advertising more for OPA than for uh, Rafters. So we're uh, looking for a sponsor for the hotline. Uh, so if you're interested in that, your business is interested in that, uh, get in touch with me. You know my email. It's it's, out. it's Neil McCready at gmail.com. I don't care to put it out there. It's fine. Um, what's what's if, if I get a handful more bad emails, what's, what's difference does it make? Um, Neil McCready at gmail.com if you're interested. And um, again, thanks to Rafters for being a part of the show to that degree for the past couple of years. And again, they'll still be with us. They'll be advertising with us. But in the event that you uh, are trying to put together some sort of a late gathering, maybe a New Year's gathering, get in touch with Jeannie at uh, Rafter 601-842-0948. You can get a catering menu, reserve a date, and all of those things at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. We'll get into some signing day things and some of those uh, those natures. Kind of put a bow on everything. So we're going to take some time off after uh, after this. But real quick on the bow. Uh, thanks to Sammy. First of all, Sammy, as always, Bud, we appreciate you very much. Thank, Merry Christmas to you as yes. well. Thanks for the super chat. And Austin, no, no hand raised guys tonight. Yeah. Uh, it's posted on the board. It's been on Twitter as well. Um, if you're into, uh, I'd be into anything. Just kind of one of the feel good moments. The uh, the Washington Commanders put out their. Uh, Video of Ron Rivera, their head coach, congratulating their Pro Bowl players who had made the Pro Bowl. And it's, you know, as much as we talk about the NFL and the Bradys and all the money and stuff, pretty cool to see guys get emotional and legitimately choked up over achieving that type of individual goal to get named to the Pro Bowl. Because, look, the Pro Bowl is a running joke in the business. But not to some of these players who have had those goals. And it's not about the money or the trip, just the acknowledgement of the um, of the accomplishment, he had several players there for Washington get it, but the one that really stuck out, Jeremy Reeves, who is the starting special teams player for the Pro Bowl. And I was looking, it was it got put on Twitter. He has been waived or signed to a practice squad one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine or ten times since. September of 2018, and he is a starter in the Pro Bowl this week. He broke down Ron I'm sure he did. I mean, just the pursuit of that type of accomplishment sure. and then how his teammates cared for him. One of the other Pro Bowl players for Washington goes, look, I need to be in the room when you tell him, can I hide? I just want to see his face. He was so excited for his teammate at that point. Every one of those guys goes, hey, who else got in? And every time they said Jeremy Reeves, they all went, yeah, 
like you could tell it it was hitting them. Yeah, and that was a that was that was a thing. I mean, we you need those kinds of stories. College, NFL, we they're not robots. Show us the humans. Help us show you the humans. The NFL does it well. The co- I mean, that, that that that's it here. Is it's a failure in the college they're, game right they're, now. They're 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 people. I mean, listen. Get I, to know the people. I mean, I know I'm I know I'm full circle, but no, that's the problem. I'm glad, that's, I'm glad you're that's saying it. That's why fans are frustrated. They I'm don't gl- get to know the people. I'm glad you're saying it. I, I'm glad you're saying it because if I say it, people tell me that I'm complaining. I'm not complaining. I'm at a point in my life where, frankly, if you offer me less work for the same money, I'm in. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, I don't want to go to practice. I'll freely practice as practice. What am I going to do? Walk around and go, oh, that third team guy looks good. Who am I? I mean, I don't know what looks good in a practice. I can tell you what a scoreboard, but you're exactly right. It's where the NFL is better than the college game. It's beyond the product on the field. It's the product off the field. The college game has gotten too locked down. The fans don't know the kids. Because the kids aren't accessible to the media. And the kids think, well, I, I, need, I need to get paid for any interview that I do. No, sometimes you need to do interviews so that people get to know you so that they're invested in you and the money comes and later. And your marketability increases. That's exactly it. In the NFL, the locker rooms are open. Media build relationships with players. And sometimes you get a chance to sit down with the guy. You see it in Major League Baseball all the time. All the time. These beat writers are around these guys. They get to know them as more than baseball players and more than writers. And over the course of time, a writer can say to a player, hey, I I saw about your dad or whatever. When you're comfortable, I'd love to talk to you about it. And before you know it, there's a story that runs and a, a fan reads it and now he knows something about that middle reliever for the Mariners that he would never have known before because he's more than just some cat who comes in as a left-hander to get the left-handed part of the White Sox lineup out. Yeah, and but, analytic, essentially. But college football has gotten into lockdown mode. It's a mistake. All the media relations people are wrong. The coaches are wrong. The people are wrong. You don't know these kids, and now they're getting a reputation because of the portal of being mercenaries. And when that happens, people get checked out. It's a mistake. But when people like me say it, what they say is, you're bitching because there's no access. No, I don't care if there's no access. But if I'm a fan, I want more access. I want to know the players. Well, more. and really, this is the public, it's a PSA to the players is, hey, just do the interviews. Because you don't need any relations anymore. I mean, it's all a yeah. game. But well, who are the players on, our, on, on the Ole Miss team that people know the most? I mean, it's the guys that we're doing shows with. Say those and Brian has written two very long features that I do think made an impact with people liking kids. Jackson Dart and Quinshawn Judkins. Agreed completely. 100%. Oh, wow. Didn't know that. Cool. I'm. You would see this on the board. I'm rooting for him more now. Not yeah. that they weren't rooting for him, but I'm rooting Far for him more. Far more than, hey, now. you guys are getting ready to play Kentucky. Tell me about the Wildcats defense. What, what did you think? What did you think about all that stuff? That's just, that's just random this just wrote stuff it's so easy it's routine they want to know about the kid quinshawn and the skateboarding mm-hmm. you know jackson how hard it was to say goodbye to usc how emotional it was to say goodbye to usc 
the other day when he talked about, um, you know, when he first got here, it was kind of culture shock. It took a little while to like it. A Utah kid in Mississippi, you know, it's culture shock. It'd be literally like me moving to Idaho. It's gonna take a minute to feel like home. Gonna take gonna take more than a couple of days. And he talked about that. That's the stuff that it's the stuff that they we don't get enough of. And it's not for a lack of effort. It's a lack of access. That's what it is. It's a mistake. And it's not I'm not picking on Ole Miss. This is across the board. Yeah. And now media probably needs to adapt a little. There's, there's ways now to get them differently, but I mean it's still it requires some help from other people in some different ways. It has to have the kid being willing to do it, which is a lot of the problem. Um, for free. Well, I think um, that is where me, where media relations comes in. I think that's where media relations should can sit down with with the young man and say, "Hey, look, here's who this here's who this request is from. This is why I think you should do it, etc." And I guess my point is, I feel like even more power to get it done is the collective, or if they're a collective member versus the the media relations. You know what I mean? Yeah, because then you go, hey, you need to do this for this, and it helps this, and it, you know, you, you come at that angle more than even from a school sponsor standpoint at this. At this yeah, because most of the people covering college football are really favorable. I mean, I don't, I can only think of like one, literally one writer nationally who I think is generally negative about college football, and it's oh. his main sport. Most of the guys, if you think about it, regionally, nationally, who cover college football or college basketball, are rah-rah guys especially college basketball my well, god and, and and adapt to whatever sounds good to keep it as pure as possible like i was reading an article this morning from matt hayes who i think writes for saturday down south now or whatever but i don't even know why i clicked it but i kind of did but he was talking about signing day yesterday and all the essentially deals that were being done through nil to flip kids and why it was so different than anything else he had a coach who went you know he, he had a coach that said uh this is unlike anything I've ever seen just because of the way it's going down, not even bad or good, just different. And, but there was nothing in the entire column on, Hey, but is this good? What does this mean? It was just, Oh God, kids get your money. And it's like, okay, but eh, well, it's, it's it, like, it's the theme of eh. like, if, if, if this show ends up having a theme, it, it can be two things are true at once. Yeah. You know, it's things are not as uh, black and white as some people just want to make them. They're, they're th- things can be more complex than that. Yeah. So, all right, we'll get into some recruiting in a uh, in a second. So um, we will uh, just hang with us first. To tell you that uh, this week the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation launched Forever Ole Miss, a new plan giving society to recognize supporters who have included Ole Miss athletics in their estate planning. One of the main benefits of Forever Ole Miss is the ability to designate priority points to loved ones upon the realization of a planned gift. More information on that. For Forever Ole Miss, please visit give2athletics.com slash Forever Ole Miss. Also, it's the 22nd. They can run your cards up until December 31st for some end-of-year giving. Help out from a tax standpoint. You can uh, find out more about that as well uh, at the site. Again, that is uh, that is give2athletics.com or uh, championsnow.com as uh, – as, oh, yeah, championsnowolemiss.com as well, 915 
We're also brought to you by Walk-On's Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po' boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus uh, fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. Um, if you love free stuff, they've got a huge holiday giveaway announcement from uh, Dead Soxy. You can enter to win over $700 worth of Dead Soxy's premium socks plus a $300 Dead Soxy gift card, all in their super sleek luxury briefcase. They're looking for 10 lucky winners. So uh, go to deadsoxy.com backslash sweep to enter the giveaway. College Corner is one your one-stop rebel shop, two locations in the Jackson area. The College Corner is next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, and in, uh, I'm sorry, it's next to Fleet Feet in Ridgeland. In Flowood, it's next to uh, Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. We're brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers. From work to lifestyle to nightlife, there's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson. Or the rogue.com. If you even suspect the possibility of your heating system having some issues, get in touch with Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating today. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call uh, the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock Auctions is a uh, Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1. Shop now. A-Stock.bid. Download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. If you want it, bid it, win it. And we're brought to you by our friends at Solution RX. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside the U.S. Under the highest standards, they're based out of Iuka, Mississippi. If you take diabetes, high blood pressure, or cholesterol medications, um, they typically cause side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, and energy loss due to depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But Chris formulated prescription support. Puts those vitamins back into the body, helps with side effects, helping you stay more compliant in taking your medications and helping you stay healthier over the long term. It's solutionsrx.com, promo code OEP at checkout to get 10% off your first order. Podcast is brought to you by Style Assembly. Style Assembly is the newest women's boutique on the square. Clothing, jewelry, shoes, purses, sunglasses, accessories, and more they know what a pain it is for guys to shop for ladies sometimes. So that's why they simplify the process with wish list. Just ever fill out a list at the store or over the phone, and Kate, the owner, and her team will keep it on file. So you have to do is call or stop by, choose something off the list, get the exact gift she wants down to colors and sizes. They'll gift wrap it for free. It's perfect Christmas, birthday, anniversary gift, or any special occasion. They'll ship straight to your door if you don't live near Oxford. They can wrap gift cards for a uh, last-minute gift. Again, December 22nd, still time to get that done. So that's 203 North Lamar, 662-638-3163, or DM them on social media at Shop Style Assembly to place an order. I don't know if that fixed your camera or not. I clicked it, we'll but see. I'm not sure. Let's find out. No. No, it's still frozen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It didn't turn black, so I wasn't sure what to do, but frozen, I was not 100% sure what the 
Yeah, I'm not sure either. We'll get it fixed. It might be something you turn it off and turn it back on and everything will be fine. That's probably my guess. That's typically the IT way yep. to fix anything that, that goes on there. So, All right, Ole Miss, uh, the early signing day, early signing period. It technically runs through Friday, but um, the, the bulk of it here yesterday, Ole Miss signing uh, 11 players in the morning at Caden Lee yesterday afternoon for, uh, for 12 for the day. Um, Caden Lee's the longest we've ever had a story in admin. Is that correct? Longer than hot boards for baseball. Oh, that's true. That stayed up forever. The longest that actually came to fruition that got published. I think that's the record. It's been a I long wrote, time. I wrote that story in September and updated it multiple times. Maybe even before that. It may have been in the summer. I think it was August, July, when he visited. He was supposed to commit. So I had that written, had a graphic. I couldn't even find the graphic yesterday. You went back and found it or you didn't use it. I didn't use okay. it cause I couldn't find it. Yeah. And I figured it didn't matter cause it would have yeah, said committed matter. and he actually had he signed. signed. So, so I was like, ah, whatever. So it was, it was incorrect. Yeah. The graphic yeah. would have finally been outdated, but okay. rivals built us a graphic back in the summer. And that story sat in admin forever and ever and ever. I took it out of admin, saved it. And then yesterday I woke up in Boise at about, four in the morning. And I said, I probably need to get up and work. And that was one of the things that I did was went and found it, case. loaded it back in just in case. At least you had it. Yeah. I saved it. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. So yeah, I think that's probably correct. But he, uh, he was added yesterday afternoon, last night, whenever that was, I don't know, six, five, six o'clock. Uh, Ole Miss with 12 players, smallest class in the SEC by four. I think A&M ended up at 16 if they signed more than that. Sorry, I've just missed it. Um, Kentucky was at 17, and then everybody else above that. Ole Miss uh, ranked from a total point standpoint. Rivals counts your top 20 commits for the total points. Ole Miss 51st in the country, but they only have 12 commits, so that really is an irrelevant number other than they only have 12 commits. Uh, from an average star ranking standpoint, Ole Miss sitting at 12th in the country. Um, they did not take a lot of excess, just to fill up a class. Seven, five, seven four stars, five three stars in the uh, in the class. And from a four star standpoint, something I like about all of them. I mean, the top of the class, very successful. They keep home the top two players in Mississippi, uh, Aiden Williams and uh, Centurion Perkins, and then uh, another guy that um, that Neil really likes in Jamarius Brown as well. Um, yep, they're inside the state. Braxton Myers, the corner out of Texas, he is uh, somebody who um, was committed to USC at one point, four-star corner, kind of overshadowed by the Mississippi guys in a lot of ways. But uh, him, Bryce Sanders out of uh, out of Tennessee, the offensive lineman as well, and then they signed uh, Roscano, the running back there late here in the last few weeks. They I, what what I, I wrote about this yesterday, and what is interesting is there's clearly a path, and it's what we'll get into here. It's kind of this. Again, theme of the day, both things being true at the same time. It's an incomplete. We don't know yet. Um, there's a lot of top-end anchor guys that make a lot of sense in this class. Everybody except for two had been committed since September. There was not a lot of late movement here. I mean, from a late movement standpoint, you've got Roscondo, the running back. Late movement inward. I'm biting my tongue. Late movement inward. We'll we'll get there too. Yeah. Uh, and then Ethan Fields, the offensive lineman out of Louisiana, that is a 5.53 star. Um, as I wrote yesterday – that's probably the biggest reach in the class from a straight evaluation ranking standpoint by far. 
they get a smidge of benefit of the doubt because of Michael Pettis and Jalen Williams, who were both 5.53 stars, who ended up starting at tackle as redshirt freshmen. Different offensive line coach, obviously, but just putting all the different facts He's got the frame and the ability to be a good player down the road. He's got a lot of work to do. He's got to... And that's kind of the point. You don't see that much anymore. There's no development in most programs right now for the for the mid the kind of that mid level guy like that, that low, you know, mid level yeah. three star. I mean, if you think you can he's got to rebuild his lower body. He's got long arms. He uh he's pretty explosive. Things that you can't teach. Just gotta get a whole lot stronger in his lower body. He's gotta get rid of some fat. He's gotta get he's gotta be a guy that gets into the proverbial weight room and lives there he's kind of an old school signee we're a high school kid hey there's basically a zero chance that that you're going to help in year one so go get in the weight room redo your body completely the lower half of your body but you can't teach long arms sure he's got those so you what i was told i've talked to some coaches about just i've tried to be a little more educated about this over the course of the last few weeks. And I've talked to some coaches about, Hey, what are y'all looking at? And stuff like that. One of the things they get in high school a lot is they get real strong kids, but they've kind of reached their ceiling because they don't have long arms. They don't, they don't have great feet. You can't teach explosiveness. You can't make somebody more explosive much. You can do a little bit. Side speeds ratio. We'll talk about that. That was Freeze's so, thing when he actually well, was following it. He's not wrong. And he was right. So anyway, yeah, but I'm with you. I mean, it's, it's the, you can't give it a grade. And so there's the people that are like, this is, this was an awesome class. Okay. No, that's hyperbolic. And the people who are, this is a disaster. No, it's not. You don't know what it is because you don't know what the rest of the class is going to be. And you might not know until the May. Look, there's one thing that would have made this class a failure on Wednesday. And it was not signing Aiden Williams and Sontarian Perkins. Yes. That, that, that's it. That, that's the one thing they absolutely had to do. Bottom line, period, get that done. Yes. Is sign those two dudes. Yes. And they signed those two dudes. They needed an impact linebacker, and they got him. They needed an impact wide receiver, and they got him. I think they got an impact defensive lineman in Brown, but I'm higher on him maybe than some other people. I, 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 I think he's got a chance to be. They got a good running back. They got a really good running back who, if he were a little faster, would be a five-star kid. And I don't know how important, don't get me wrong, it's nice to have breakaway speed. <laughs> but if you watch the college game, please tell me how many 80-yard runs you see. Yeah, I mean, I, not many. Well, it's one of the reasons Judkins wasn't ranked higher. I think it worked out all right last year. Yeah. I'm not saying he's similar to Quinshawn. I'm not doing that to somebody. But yeah, there are some similarities. He's tough, a willing blocker. He's got good vision. You scared me. You looked up like there's something I'm just wrong. checking. Things, okay, so good. Um, he does a lot of things well. He just doesn't have that sixth gear. But most guys don't. So it's all cool. You're better all... Okay. This is where it gets complicated. And we'll talk about Marcel Reed and all that in a minute. That's not the point right now. Or okay. I guess we don't have to. Whatever you want. I'd, I'd like to talk about it. Okay. Because I, I think it's an interesting it is. dynamic. Here's the thing, because there's lots of fighting on the board both ways about this. Lane Kiffin clearly says he's not going to reach for a lot of three-star guys who he does not think are going to be impactful at the college level just to fill out a class. Because 
10 years ago, this class would have been ranked like 14th or 15th, and everybody would have been happy because a bunch of 5.63 stars filled it out the rest of the way. Yep. That's what would have happened yeah. across college football. Of course. 22 commits, 24 commits. Woo! All good. That's why I did not write about rankings yeah. at all yesterday. It was not to avoid it. It was just because I don't I, – I know I know we're part of Rivals. Rebelgrove.com is part of Rivals. This podcast sure. is not part of Rivals. Correct. Um. And Rivals does recruiting rankings. And I get it. I'm not criticizing. And I'm not belittling the rankings. Because if you look at the teams at the very top of the rankings, I don't even know who's up there right now. but I Alabama signed one hell of a class. Yeah, so if you look at the rankings, the teams Alabama, are, Georgia, and Ohio State are one, two, three in some order. And those are the best programs in the country right now. And they can recruit at a level at the high school level that Ole Miss, frankly, at least today, can't. Right. So I'm not belittling the ranking. I'm saying it's more nuanced than that. They have cornerstone guys in this class that if you had a full class of 20, whatever, you'd be really happy about the first five or six dudes, just like you were happy about the top five or six dudes right now. What it brings into and why there's fighting on the board, there's plenty of reasons why they're fighting on the board, but one of the reasons why that makes sense, why there are arguments is that, like you said, it's an incomplete. You're moving to portal now. You're leaving. You're moving to a couple guys that, could potentially be February signing still out there. I mean, you know, there they were there's usually one or two in a class. Um, Taiwan Malone was late a couple years ago. That that happens. There are dudes. But there's a huge emphasis on the portal now. And that's good and bad. And it's not it's not a straightforward emphasis. You know, last year the portal was seen as this, hey, go get impact guys who can help you however many years they have left and they got to go right, right, now, 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 now. Well, I did snap counts every week. And some of this was by hurry up, no huddle design. Some of this was by a lack of depth. Almost didn't play a lot of dudes. One of their impacts from a negative standpoint over the course of the year was lack of depth. That's not arguable. That is 100% a fact that they simply offensively and defensively did not play enough players. It, it, it is one of the reasons why their second half numbers weren't as good as their first half numbers. There's lots of reasons why they're very relevant to why that matters. Well, when you don't sign more than 12 you're still not building depth anywhere. They got a lot of studs up top, but you're not getting guys who you hope are contributors. Now, look, if you end up signing 25 kids, no matter what, okay, we'll see where the depth comes in. But some of that's got to be multi-year guys. And Lane talked about that yesterday. He said that between players who are going to be there multiple years, and he believes, especially after bowl games, when more people get into the portal, because it's not done yet, he believes you can sign backups out of the portal. We have not seen that to this point. But that is clearly a plan that he has is he believes there are going to be guys out in the portal with two or three years remaining of eligibility, maybe even four, depending on the player and what's going on, who are going to be okay with coming in for reserve roles or shared duty roles or whatever that looks like where he can go into the portal and add depth. Okay, I can't say he's wrong. We don't know. It is a complete and utter incomplete right now on what that looks like. It is clearly his plan, and he feels like the gamble on that is more effective than just signing a bunch of high school guys and hoping that you run into an Evan Ingram out there somewhere when you do it. I mean, you know, look, that happens every year, but I can pick 100 guys who didn't do that, who were three stars out of out of high school at the same time. Sure. So, look, that's his plan. Is it going to be right or wrong? We won't know until scoreboards start popping with numbers in August and moving forward. You yeah. can know you can know before that and have a look and go, oh no, that's not enough. Or wow, okay, maybe, but you don't really know they play games. I don't know. Or it can be more complex than that. Even it can be also that hey, right now, 
where you are today for whatever reason or collection of reasons, you can't go out and get 19 or 20 four-star players. Can't get them yet. Can't, can't get that done. And so you use the portal to fill out your class. And maybe it's conceivable that we'll look back in a couple of years and say, you know, they were too reliant on the portal. Or that you that getting 20 guys out of the portal, portal every year is not sustainable. Or maybe it is. I don't know. There's two other things here, too. One is everybody's grading this class based off Ole Miss having 10 million NIL that was announced here in the last six weeks. Most of this recruiting happened way before that. Ole Miss did not have a massive amount of NIL when this happened for the most part. For the most part. I know people who've been saying this out loud yes, I know. for a while. It's, it, so what you had in November on the 5th is not what you needed in July and August and March kids, and whatever. Kids made decisions, they made decisions in March, April, May, June, July. Yes. Those decisions were made. That money wasn't there then to this level at all. Commitments Just, were made to other places. And yes, this path of recruiting requires you to hit on the portal every single year. If you have a year where it doesn't work out, you are screwed. Yeah, and people say, well, is that sustainable? I don't know. It's too new. We'll see. Hit it. Don't hit it. I don't know. Yeah. It's too new. You, it may be. I mean, for the people who go, this is absolutely the right plan. How do you know that? And the same, although people go, this is absolutely a disaster. How do you know that? You don't. And maybe that's hard for people who are Tuesday is taco night people. Maybe that is a hard thing. I need to know. Well, we don't know. No one knows. Kiffin basically said that yesterday. This is all new. It's not like it used to be. I mean, there there are the people that are out there, believe me, I, I encountered them over the weekend, who they want recruiting to be this. I think they want a recruiting season. You know what I mean? Like there used to be. The season ended, the regular season ended, then the coaches hit the road, and from – the end of November through the first Wednesday in February was this wild sure. season. Like football season. You had football great season. For business. It was great for business. I mean, hell, I miss it too in that regard. Official visits and the weekends and the whole deal. Yeah. I just don't think that it really exists anymore. It's not the way it is anymore. National signing. ESPN didn't even do a show. Yeah. National signing day is not what it was. Kids take official visits in the summers now. They make decisions. They want to get it done before their high school senior year. More kids are graduating early. More kids, all that. It's just a lot of stuff. And so I think there's this desire for there to be this drama that always existed that no longer does. I mean, look at Ole Miss in the last week. What was the drama, if you think about it? Kedrick Riscano committed. And Marcel Reed. Ethan Fields committed. Marcel Reed backed out. And Neo Avery flipped on signing flipped day. to Maryland, and, and they went ahead and finally got the deal closed with Caden Lee, yeah. who may have just simply been wanting to do the announcement that he did last night. And he I think so, because have, Lane yesterday morning goes, God, that's not the final number. Okay, yeah. fine. He was talking about Caden Lee. I think he was talking about Caden Lee, who I think wanted to have that event with his parents on the night of signing sure. day at 630 at that restaurant that they were at. Yeah, sure. Which is fine. Got no issues. Caden probably could have avoided a little of it by going, I'm announcing on Wednesday at 6.30 at a party at X. Could have. And just been, but it's fine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but my point is, that's not a lot. And so for the people that are like, where's my drama? Well, there is no drama. 
I mean, it's just not the same. And now we're getting to the portal season, which is the same thing, which is there's going to be more guys. I've heard this multiple places. There are going to be more guys jumping into the portal when their bowl games are done. Bowl games are obviously ongoing. I think the last round of bowl games that will be pertinent to this conversation are January the 2nd. I think you're going to see a lot of guys jump into the portal January the 3rd. And after that, there will be a new round of recruiting. You're going to see some official visits in January of portal guys. And different schools have different enrollment times. And and so for Ole Miss, we've talked about this. The the, the end of January. Portal goes to the end of January, 1st of February. And then there will be more portal late spring. Yes. So recruiting, instead of being a season, this is what the coaches bitch about. Because the coaches kind of wish it were back to being a season, if they're being honest. But recruiting has become this sort of year-round slow trickle. And when I, I posted yesterday that in a perfect world, Ole Miss gets more high school kids that this fills out, that's because they have the money and the ability to get top-level high school kids. Because there's a reason why Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State are doing it the way they're doing it, is they can yeah. get elite talent. And when you get elite talent, you have two ways to get talent. You get to get them in. If they play early, they're with you, and you're paying them, and you're keeping them like Quinshawn Judkins. That's what that kind of looks like. Sure. Or if something doesn't pan out, you can still go to the portal. I mean, if you sign a bunch of high school kids, you're not beholden to not grab some dudes where you need them. Yeah. You just hopefully don't need as many of them. Alabama's used the portal it. some. Eli Ricks, a lot of guys. Yeah, sure. I mean. The Georgia hasn't Jimmy, used Jimmy it much Gibbs. at all, but it's a, I'm hearing that Georgia's going to use the portal some this year. Yeah, I mean, you're not forbidden from the portal if you get more high school kids. When you, when you, there are multiple avenues to procure talent. And when you get more elite high school kids, you have multiple lanes going at once. Yeah. Ole Miss has fewer lanes going. That's all this is. Not that you can't still get there. And maybe you don't hit traffic and maybe you get there in the same amount of time, but it creates different variables for you versus a different. And there are different schools doing it different ways. And right now, when I hear people do the thing where they say, well, school X is just doing this the wrong way. How do you know? No, no. They might not be. It's too early to say. Like Freeze at Auburn, they added a bunch of those 5.6, 5.7, three-star guys. That's how they kind of fleshed out their class. And they're going to get some pub for top 15 and stuff. And this is not a criticism at all. It might be that he absolutely is doing it the right way. And it might be that he's not. I don't know. It's too early. You can't say today. And I think that's where the old school recruiting, right? When you didn't have the portal, when recruiting ended on the first Wednesday of February and you stacked up the rankings, star averages, all that stuff, and you finished 11th or you finished 29th or whatever the case, you're like, oh, this was a great class or "Uh uh-oh, we're in trouble, whatever. There was that. I'm not picking on fans. We did it too. We we wrote about it. There's a reason I used to always write about rankings, and now I don't mention them. I just don't know that they're pertinent anymore. If you're covering a program that is at least 50% portal, I don't know that it's – and Rivals has added portal rankings this year. Yes. So maybe in February when it's all said and done and the portal has sorted itself out and the rankings are done, we'll come back and go, hey, let's let's look at these rankings and talk about how they got there. And the people at Rivals, if they're smart, and I think they are, will admit that, hey, we're learning this on the fly too. We might not have the formula down just right. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it used to be. Lane said that yesterday. 
when he, he said it, I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, no, he was frustrated. There was even a press conference because he goes, I don't have the because, I mean, he could talk about the individual player. He was more than happy to talk about Aiden Williams and Roscano and those kind of dudes. <laughs> But well, he walked in going, I really don't know why I'm here. But the bigger questions, he goes, because like, you know, and again, it's a valid question. I'm not criticizing a reporter at all. He goes, hey, Lane, you know, what kind of needs are left? And he goes, I don't know who's leaving my team. He goes, they're going to, we're going to lose more kids after the bowl. So how do I know where well, the need literally, is? Literally, let's take Ole Miss. And this, this applies, by the way, almost everywhere. But take Ole Miss. There are guys in the portal right now who are going to get out of the portal and come back. Yeah. There are guys who are not in the portal right now who are going to get, get in, the, in portal the portal after the Texas Bowl. <laughs> they just are. He probably has a decent idea, but I guarantee you there will be a surprise both ways. And Lane is big on best available, so it's not even position-based. He, he needs to see who's in the portal to go, oh, I want that dude, even though I don't necessarily need that guy right now. And no, I will never say the name, and I'll never say the school. Okay. Okay? Yeah, sure. Not going to do it. It's 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 violative is that a word violates kind of the confidence and so i'm not going to do it there are four players from one school who have reached out to ole miss who are right now not in the portal okay 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 they got a bowl game to play so tampering goes both ways oh god (laughs) yeah no no, yeah i I refuse to get angry about tampering with anybody or listen to it your school's tampering and your school is being tampered with yes period um those four guys might or might not get into the portal. Mm-hmm. They might. Sure. Or they might not. Or some of them might. And then they might get in, and it might turn out that not only they reached out to you, they've reached out to four or five other schools. Maybe you get them, maybe you don't. There's so much out there. To his credit yesterday, I give him, I give him a ton of credit for just the transparency of it all. He's, he's told the truth. What are my needs? I don't know. I mean, I have some general ideas, but it, those needs might change January the 2nd. And there is no 25 cap. Just take oh, it's an 85. Yeah, that's it. And then, you, and frankly, most schools are going to have a terrible time getting to 85 and staying there. And it, it, but if you have to go above 85, you can because you can use NIL as a way to pay for some scholarships for one there year. There was a very prominent player this past year who was not on scholarship. Yeah, one-year dudes. Yeah. Guys who are coming in for one season. We can cover it. We'll like, cover it. Here, it's handled. You can, yeah. Can't probably do that on a kid that's got three or four years. That's a little iffy for the, shake the kid. The kid's not going to roll that dice, but um, yeah, it's just the grade is incomplete. Any grade other than incomplete is disingenuous. Great. Yes. Thank you. Podcast Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you, including their most recent one, the New Orleans style barbecue. It's uh, it's excellent, as well as uh, their signature, their uh, French Quarter Alfredo, the garlic herb butter, their Cajun shrimp bowl as well. They've got a lot of options there for you at Prime Shrimp. They deliver it straight to your door, money back guarantee, and use code MPW. If you haven't been a customer, you get $20 off your first order. It's more than a pound of shrimp for free. When you do that with Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. They also have their individually frozen shrimp, just like what's at the grocery store, except for a higher quality shrimp. It's two pound bags of that as well. So, again, that's primeshrimp.com. Game changer patches are the only uh, two patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. You got the warm up patch, you got the overtime patch. Um, they've got a big sale going on right now. So, go check them out at gamechangerpatch.com. And uh, you can learn more from uh, them there. ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt, Baldwin, Mississippi. 
It's a complete electrical control system solution provider. It's a Rockwell Automation recognized system integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff, a UL508A panel shop, and much more. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. I still got time to head over to Lamons Fine Jewelry, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford, Whatever you're looking for, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, gifts, children's jewelry, collectibles, they've got it and more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. We'll have a Mind on My Money next week, I think is the plan, sometime uh, next week. That's brought to you by Pinnacle, based in Madison, Mississippi. They uh, represent clients in more than 20 states. They've got advisors in multiple states as well. It's mypinwealth.com. Just got back from uh, Vegas and Boise, a trip that was booked through John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. I can't tell you how much easier it was not having to worry about all that stuff, having everything kind of prepaid, pre-done. It was just super convenient. What we did was we gave him a budget and some parameters, and then we didn't do anything. We just enjoyed the trip. You can do the same thing, 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Mentioned uh, OPA earlier. It is the perfect place to plan uh, your parties, fabulous food, craft libations. Let them host your company dinner, festive party event. They can accommodate up to 200 guests at OPA. For more information, call Jeannie, 601-421-7147. I'll get back to the mailbag next week. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. Serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Podcast is brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery. That's johnsonhillcreamery.com. They make all their small batch artisanal cheeses, charcuterie boards, and more locally in-house every single day. 662-419-9201. Cheese at johnsonhillcreamery.com if you'd like to just send them an email. And get it done done that way. And they've had some more holiday boxes available if you're looking for a gift for the cheese lover in your life. Remember, a pickup available through December 23rd. So that's tomorrow. They only need 24 hours notice. So give them a call today. Take care of what you need to. If you still need some cookies for Santa or some different quick gifts that are uh, excellent in quality there from Johnson Hill Creamery. Again, that's 662-419-9201. Isn't it weird that we give Santa calls milk? We leave milk out for Santa? Because the milk could spoil. Really should be like lactose free at least, and then wouldn't it be better off putting out like a cup of coffee in the thermos for Santa? Because I mean, dude's trying to stay awake. Need some caffeine, some rain. You want to leave rain well, I mean, for rain, Santa? Well, I mean, I think I think it would be a. You think the Siski household leaves rain for Santa? I mean, it's a thought. Leave Help him, him out a little bit. Yeah, wake him up, give him a boost. Makes more sense than leaving milk out to get warm. What is the caloric intake on a night of chocolate chip cookies? Too, I mean, it's outrageous. It's vast. Outrageous. I mean, he needs the energy, but that's a lot. It's a lot of sugar. I mean, he's a big fellow. Maybe that's the thing, though. You're getting so much sugar from the cookies. There was no sugar in rain. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to give them Red Bull or something. No bueno. You're right. surge. That's not the way to go. Mm-mm. But you could. Just the thought that maybe one of the reasons that he's. You know, there are households that leave like carrot sticks for Santa. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Look, he... Just saying. He appears to have a weight problem. And maybe some of that is because we continue just to give him cookies and he's such a nice guy and he's like I, I gotta eat them looks up at the end of the night and how many millions of chocolate chip cookies has he had it's a lot of calories to deal with I'd have an absolute nervous that breakdown. is a good point Big Ben says I mean the damn reindeer do all the work give Santa a beer that's a good point I mean I know he's driving but Avery's right what about a nice charcuterie board a little something different he gets and goes oh can't How about wait, this? I can't wait to get to Katie's house tonight because yeah. he's going to get the. <laughs> yeah, you give the carrot for the reindeer. Leave reindeer food out and stuff. That's... It can be as complex as you would like to make it. We were flying over South Dakota the other night. Yes. And South Dakota's really rural. When you fly over it, you realize how rural it is. I think we flew right over Sioux Falls, though, which seemed looked kind of cool. Um, from 33,000 feet. But I was thinking about Santa, like as he's flying over all that rural area, he's like, God, what a waste of time this is. Oh, he populated spaces. Yeah. Like when he's going through Philly, he's like, I'm getting a lot done right now. (laughs) South Dakota. (laughs) But when he's over like rural South Dakota, he's like, is this really worth the trip? Yeah. I had, I had a buddy was in South Dakota a couple weeks ago. We were looking up some stuff right after he came back and talking about it. And you know, their cap pier, it's only like 14,000 people. Mm-hmm. It's smaller than Oxford. So it's only government business people is essentially all that lives there. There's like nothing else. I mean, Sioux Falls is bigger. That's the yeah. largest, I guess, the largest city I in the state. I think this but. is uh, Sioux Falls. There's one other that we've, I, whichever one we flew South over Dakota was kind of cool. 
Okay. It looked cool. Sioux Falls was like just shy of 200,000, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, the capital was seriously like 15,000, 14,000. Yeah. Something, something like that. Uh, Marcel Reed. Um, so again, a lot of different things here. He puts out a tweet on Monday night that he's going, that he's decommitting from Ole Miss and he will make his next announcement at seven o'clock. And, you know, he was pretty punctual for, for recruits. I'll at least give him that. A lot of times they say, Hey, Monday at seven and it's June, but he, uh, he was he, he was better. Um, he commits to Texas A and M. He got uh, them to do a big graphic with a cowboy hat and some Christmas lights and all sorts of stuff. I mean, a big fancy graphic there for uh, for Marcel Reed, sure, out of NBA. And his dad comes out, Rob Reed, um, right right after that in the days, and said NIL had nothing to do with it. That A uh, and M had been on him the entire time. That. Um, Lane's dalliance with Auburn or whatever that was or wasn't played a role in, in, in things, made him look around a little more. All this despite Marcel Reed, I don't know, 10 days ago saying, what's the word, hashtag NIL. I'm just throwing out some tea leaves that that seems relevant to the conversation. It feels like to me. It felt my, relevant at the time. In, 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 in my logical situation. Lane Kiffin did not take an in-home visit to see Marcel Reed. That's worth mentioning throughout the conversation as well. For whatever reason it is or is not. Yep. Um, because Ole Miss, for guys they wanted to keep, worked hard in the final weeks to do it. Bryce Sanders had some other people that was in on him. Um, Georgia and Alabama made significant runs at Centurion Perkins throughout the process. And there at the end, there was not a lot of uh, movement from Ole Miss back toward Marcel Reed. Lane Kiffin yesterday was asked about not signing a quarterback in the class, what the plans were moving forward, and he went out of his way to say that he does not feel like Ole Miss lost a quarterback that some things are not always as they seem, I believe was the uh, the quote that he said, something along those lines on what he meant. And there's been a lot of talk over the last couple of days about NIL amounts and whether somebody is worth an amount that would be required to uh, keep said person. There's lots of buzz out there that uh, essentially A&M had a higher NIL plan for Marcel Reed. Um and it's one of those deals where whether Ole Miss can or cannot physically match something is not really the conversation. I think Lane not going up there does at least help the argument to have the conversation of is there simply a barrier to what Ole Miss thought Marcel Reed was worth? Yeah. And if you get over that number, it's, look, this is a business decision from both sides. Players can do whatever. They're fully within their rights and capabilities to take whatever is offered to them. From a school side, though, you're managing a budget. and You're not just necessarily overpaying for kids just to overpay for them. You're not giving your whole war chest to a kid who you think has some development time. I mean, the Boston Red Sox sit. had to make a decision about what Xander Bogarts was worth. Yeah. At some point, you had to put a number on it. Yeah. There was an analytical number on it. San Diego Padres said, no, we think he's worth more than that. Who's right? I don't know. Come back in three years. Let's look at the numbers. Yeah, we'll see. And that's what I said on Monday night, which is what's fascinating about this, is Marcel Reed will prove this thing right or wrong. Of course. If he ends up in the transfer portal in a year, we go, ah, hell, okay, Ole Miss dodged that one, whatever. And if he's a Heisman candidate, you go, go, oh, shit, he was worth it. You probably should have given him more. Again, it's, you don't know. And then here's where I think there can be two things true at once. On one hand, Rod Reed can be kind of full of it, right? That's his kid, and I'm not, I'm, 
I'm not anybody. We that, also are not to cut you off. We're also not to the point for where everybody's going to come out and go. Nope, it was all nil. We're just not there yet. They're nope. not able to see that, even though whatever. And maybe it wasn't doing anything. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was more than that. Is it possible that hey, we were kind of shopping around a little bit, seeing what was out there, and then the Auburn thing came up and it didn't go away, and it kind of was like, well, maybe we ought to really take a harder look. It's possible. It's possible that that he was that he's telling the truth that it wasn't all nil that it was partially nil when he says it was nothing to do with nil oh come on but it's possible that that in fact I think it's quite likely that Ole Miss lost some momentum in recruiting with the Auburn stuff over the oh, sure. those two or three weeks yeah in a very gen- yeah for, across the gamut not necessarily even with particular kids yeah not necessarily just specifically with Marcel Reed just in general. Two things can be true at once. I mean, you know, I mean, based on what I saw this time or in next November, if there's a job that comes open and Lane Kiffin's name starts being mentioned for it, unless Lane Kiffin is seriously interested in that job, he probably should pour cold water on that fire as fast as he can because I do think that speculation doesn't do anything positive for you in recruiting. Look, Marcel Reed brought this on himself in a couple ways. Number one, the tweet, because, which brings it all more into focus and makes nobody believe you even when you say it's something, it's something else. Number two, when Lane was going through all this, and again, things can change. This is not a criticism necessarily of the kid. It's also, hey, don't get upset when people have these conversations. He goes on the radio in Nashville and goes, nope, 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 I'm committed to the school. I love it, and even if Lane leaves, I'm going to Ole Miss. Yeah. Well, hold on. I got problems now because you offered that up. Nobody made you do that. Right. You did things that created this conversation for us at this point. That's the thing. Yeah, of course. This actually is a – the baseball free agency is actually probably one of the better comparisons right now because unless you're Georgia, which would be the Dodgers, and you can just do whatever the hell you want to do. I guess the Mets right now, but we'll take the Braves and Dansby Swanson. Yeah, could the Braves have re-signed Dansby Swanson? Of course, they determined that you know what, hundred and seventy-seven million over seven years is past our price point or where we value Dansby Swanson. All right, the Cubs said no. We think it's worth it for us. Okay. So three years from now, if Dansby Swanson's hitting two forty and losing his range. The Cubs are going to look at it and go, we overpaid. If three years from now the Cubs are in the National League Championship Series and Dansby Swanson's hitting like he did last season and still playing gold glove shortstop and was part of a, a part of a piece that enabled them to go get a bigger piece next year and, and, and make that move, the Cubs will go, hey, it was worth every penny and then some. You don't know yet. So when people give this grade, because we do this, Grading the winners and losers of MLB free agency. You can't. It's too early. You don't know. You don't know. Is Aaron Judge's contract worth it? Now, it's his is more complicated because he's the face of the franchise. He's now the captain. All of those things. But is it conceivable that five years from now, Aaron Judge is breaking down and you're paying him $40 million a year and you've got five more years on the deal and you look at it and go, this is not good. Yeah, that's possible. We do this in sports. The Rams. The Rams sold their soul to get a Super Bowl. Now, they got it. it. 
So it counts. So it's worth it. Yeah. Had the Rams lost to the Bengals and the Bengals led with three minutes to go, we would look at it and go, man, I don't know. Right? Sports is that way. Well, Saints, it's one of the reasons. The Saints' we, runs after 09 yeah. wasn't worth it. They capped their entire thing to lose on two weird plays. Yeah. So, no, it wasn't worth it. Is mm-hmm. it fair to judge like that? I don't know. Probably not. We do anyway. That's it's back to the recruiting. You don't know who won. I mean, I, I, look, I think it's a safe bet Alabama won. I think it's a safe bet Georgia won. It's a safe bet that Ohio State won yesterday. But there aren't five programs that can just go out there right now and go, hey, you know what? We're going to sign 28 four- and five-star players. We're going to do it right now because we can. Yeah. You know, and Joey, my comment there that is interesting. He says, can't hold an 18-year-old kid, says against him when money's on the table. It could have been driving up his own price like adults do all the time. Sure, but that's the thing. Nobody's pitchforking him. He's fully within his rights. I can also judge him for it, just like you would judge adults for Absolutely. doing it. When you're 18 years old and you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars, you're an adult. Yes. We're not having kid conversations anymore at nope. that point. So, yeah, you can do whatever. It's legal. It's fine. I have no problem with you doing it. None whatsoever. We also can talk about it. Sure. Such is life. That's the way it works. I mean, um, I would have advised my kid, hey, look, if we don't, if you don't know what you're doing, stop talking about it. Yeah. Chill. Let's go through the process. Figure it out. You know, and it's conceivable that he would have not have been looking around had the Lane Kiffin to Auburn stuff not popped up. And the Lane Kiffin to Auburn stuff got really loud nationally. And so I'm sure that one of the conversations they had was, well, what do we do if? What if Ole Miss brings in a coach to replace Kiffin that doesn't like me? Am I crazy not to be looking around right now? I mean, Hugh Freeze gets to Auburn, and Hugh Freeze offers Marcel Reed. So he went and looked. And then, you know, Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M, they've got NIL money to burn. They're one of the programs, like I mentioned the other ones, they just don't win like the other ones do. But they've got got the money to go get kind of whoever they want to go get. So they do. So they decided they wanted Marcel Reed. They're kind of like the Dodgers. They can commit and overpay and it not matter. If you're Ole Miss, Ole Miss is more like the, I'm trying to think of a team that makes sense as a comparison, the Texas Rangers maybe. You got money, you can play, but you don't have the Dodgers money. You don't have the Yankees money. And so if you make a mistake, you pay, you, you feel it a little more. If you're the Mets right now, I mean, Cohen's like, I don't care what it costs. So you just go spend the money and if yeah, it, he, eh, whatever. I mean, as somebody said here, he's paying more in luxury tax than 10 teams' entire payrolls. Right. So, you know, teams like Texas A&M or the Mets. Got money. Spend it. They don't care. If it doesn't work out. We'll figure it out later. Yeah, the money they're worried about is the Jimbo money. They're not really worried about Whatever you gave Marcel Reed, if it doesn't work, doesn't work out, fine. It's not breaking the bank. Let's call it $100,000. Okay. No big deal. Be like you and me losing 10 bucks. You wouldn't even think about it the next day. Just lost 10 bucks. 
That's the difference. When Ole Miss commits $100,000 to a kid and it doesn't work out, they feel it a little bit more. They decided it wasn't worth it and moved on. Now, do they need a quarterback? Yes. Yes. Because right now you have Jackson Dart. Right now that's all you have scholarship because Kincaid hasn't made a decision to the right. best of my knowledge. To the best of my knowledge, he hasn't either. But you potentially have Jackson Dart, Kincaid Dent, and a couple of kids that walked on last year. And maybe they end up being phenomenal stories. It should be awesome for us. God. I mean, they're both super nice kids. I, I yeah, talked sure. to both Braden Waterman and Devin Widner in the recruiting process, and they're great. So maybe one or both of them work out, and it's no big deal. But you got to go get another quarterback. And now you're probably left to do the portal, and it makes next year's quarterback recruiting pretty damn important. Because it's conceivable that Jackson Dart could walk after next year. Sure, He's draft eligible. If he had a big year and decided to go, I don't think that's likely. But it's possible. And you have to plan accordingly. And it was pointed out. Or Jackson could graduate early and decide to transfer somewhere. Because that's another part of the transfer portal yeah. that you can't ignore. Yeah, Guys can go transfer, graduate from a school, and then and transfer, then again. transfer again as a grad, grad transfer. By the way, JT Daniels ended up at Rice to complete his college career, so he's gone now. USC, Georgia, West Virginia, Rice. It's a circuitous uh, route. Yeah. Okay. Had him and then was at the Oregon tight end that was given his eighth and ninth years of eligibility. I read about that. Yeah. So he will also be collecting Social Security while he plays, which is hey, it's a, eighth and ninth. I mean, who it's wants gotta to be a record? Who wants to play that long? He's playing his eighth. Good for him. And he's been fairly productive, so Oregon was like, yeah, sure. Oh, know. yeah, sure. I mean, feel free. It's free? Yeah. I mean, he's going to have a doctorate by the time he's done. But, you know, I mean, that's – so there's a lot There's a lot there. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-R-C. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, and more – you can call the office for details to get the best internet in Lafayette County. Again, that's 662-238-3159. Brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they've got positions for you. Entry level all the way to seasoned professional in multiple fields. If you're looking for hard-to-find quality talent, they've got that as well. It's always free for the candidate. Uh, payment is solely contingent on you deciding to hire a candidate that service specialist sends to you. So you've got nothing to lose. 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing is available at CorinthDental.com. Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify? Andy Ledecky can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, 
and a franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. Call Andy, put your life and career in your own hands, 100% free. He's got nothing to lose. Uh, visit, find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy at um, 404-973-9901 or Andy at myperfectfranchise.net. Podcast is brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer medicine. For your prescriptions, the same day each month, take care of you. They can also transfer your medications, mostly for you. You make one call, they do the rest, move away from a big box pharmacy to one that cares about you in the community. That's GNM or Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs, 662-236-2222. Um, almost basketball lost 66, 65 to UNA on Tuesday afternoon at the pavilion. Heard about that. They are, I think eight and four now on the season. That is correct. Uh, losses to UCF and UNA here in the last, uh, I don't know, seven days. So something like that. Um, look, we're not going to spend a ton of time here because we have 19, 20 games remaining in the season. There are 18 conference games. There's a trip to Stillwater, Oklahoma to play the Cowboys. And at least one SEC tournament game. That is correct. Um, but here's here's the nuts and bolts of it is that that loss on Tuesday was crippling in any Pollyanna metric that you're looking for for potential postseason burts. Um, what are the – Pollyanna's doing with this. I haven't seen much at all. It's been kind of not talked about. I mean, because look, and this is not a bash to Kermit or anybody else. I think most people want Kermit Davis to succeed because he's very good in the community and he's a nice guy. Yes. I mean, there's no doubt about that. It's it's it, 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 there's a certain Matt Luke element. You know, please God, win. Good guys winning is good. Absolutely. That's that that that's instead of the shit that wins a lot of times. Good guys winning is good. Yes. Um. If the world can have Will Wade or Kermit Davis win, you would like for Kermit Davis to win. Um, 99,000 times Will in at, a row. But sure, that's where we went there. So you know Will has a podcast now? I, I told you this. That's yes, right. very aware. Um, I haven't listened yet, but yes, I saw this. Good for him. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. So I've seen a couple different things. We're having NIL arguments right now with Ole Miss basketball, and that's completely irrelevant when you lose to UNA. That has nothing to do with anything. NIL right, right, and right. roster acquisition should never be in the same conversation as losing to a team that just got promoted to Division One, is in the Atlantic Sun, and doesn't have 1% of the resources of Ole Miss from a basketball or an athletics department standpoint. It's unacceptable simply because it was Ole Miss and UNA, not because of anything secondary going on inside those programs whatsoever, okay? So that one's on the team and on Kermit and on everybody affiliated, not with on how much booster involvement is going on inside the program. Correct. Again, two things at once. The job needs to get better. There needs to be more NIL commitment if you're going to really make a run into the sport being competitive at Ole Miss moving forward. Um there has been some advancements, but not enough. Okay, so that's that. Um, we're not to that conversation yet, but I should have let you worth. write this in ten thoughts because apparently what I wrote got misconstrued as me saying it's none of this is Kermit's fault, or that none of this is. And Tuesday punishable. is very much Kermit's fault. Um, and look, I've been—I mean, frankly, from a financial standpoint, I was kind of holding some stuff that I was going to turn into an article for when it's relevant, and it's probably relevant right now. It's probably something I'll work on over the next few days to to spit it out. Um, 
because of that loss and because where we are for, for covering that program. Um, so no, it's both things. The, 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 the program has to get better. Um, there needs to be more commitment in a variety of ways in saying that you should not lose to UNA. And frankly, you shouldn't lose home games to UCF. If you have any postseason potentials coming in, Kermit came into this year knowing that he needed to be better. Um, I don't know the exact conversations, but I think a lot of the postseason talk or the after meeting season meeting last year with Keith Carter is, hey, look, got to get in the running, got to be, got to be better next year. I think you got to be um, postseason relevant at the end yeah. of February, first of March. I and think I, you have to be. You and I have talked about this, right? There's a calendar, and yes, Ole Miss is one of a handful of schools that is elite in baseball. That baseball is very relevant here. But it's not um, – what's the word I'm looking for, Chase? It's, it, it doesn't become a part of the mainstream conversation, really, until the middle of March. Sure. Yeah. And from a from – League a, play starts spring break. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the people who go to the games in mid-February when it's 42 degrees – Hardcores. Those are – yeah. I mean – I mean, if we're being honest, that that Wednesday night game against ULM in late February, we can. That's that's not the postcard night for the baseball program, right? So, you 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 need basket. You need look. You just we've talked about this so many times. Basketball can't be punted. The fact that you have a great baseball program is com- it's it's not even a part of this conversation. It's just not. It's not part of the conversation. It's it's not a negative or a positive. It's just not there. It's not relevant. Any more than having a great baseball program means that you could punt on football or in, no, it just it, it it's good. You have it. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Got to have basketball too. It's got to be more relevant. You built that arena. Should you have built the arena? There are people out there that are, you shouldn't have. Well, you did. So you got to figure it out. And so at the end of this season, if it goes badly, yes, you have to make a change. There, I said it. Sure. Probably shouldn't. I've got to cover no, the staff fine. 20 more games. But I, I, I think my reputation is be honest. And so that's what I'll be. And I mean, it's that, not exactly a hot take. It's not a hot take. If, if Oh, Mrs. Nett fell to 95 after the loss. Holy shit. Did it really? Yeah. Okay. Um. UNA moved up to 246. Okay. You look at the – we've talked about this. The first hand – they play, play Tennessee on Wednesday. They do. And then they're at Alabama. At Alabama. And then they're at, at Mississippi State. State. And then they're they Auburn, Auburn at, home. at home. And then they've got Georgia and South Carolina in some order. And then they go to Arkansas. So that's their first seven SEC games. Five of those teams are very good. Uh, Auburn – not Auburn. Four of those teams – Alabama, Tennessee, Mississippi State, and Arkansas all have nets of 17 or better as of yesterday. Maybe that's changed. It hadn't and changed. Auburn's was 30, I think. Yeah, and, and you know, so let's say they go two and five out of the gate. It's over. It's done. Two reasons. One, that arena will be a funeral, and you can't keep sitting in that. And, and I'm not saying Keith does this because I don't think he does. In fact, I would be willing to bet any amount of money that he doesn't. I don't think he sits there and goes, that's okay. It's just basketball. To me, there's never. The, to me, there's a zero percent <laughs> chance. Never. Literally zero that Keith Carter thinks about that that way. It's no, just no no, 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 no. no. 
it's probably eating his soul alive actually is more I relevant sus- i suspect sitting in that building watching them lose to ucf watching them lose to una in front of two thousand people that are there for the to pet the goats is probably something he that eats eats away at his stomach and i don't mind. guess he was even there because i think he was at Le- leach's memorial okay so but yes probably, i understand yeah. what you mean but you, you you get my point and so when he and alan green and people sit down Yes, there's a financial conversation, but there's a conversation that goes beyond financial. But you know where I'm going with this. The minute that you move on from Kermit Davis, whether it's this year or next year or the year after that, the minute that you move on from him, it's not his fault anymore. Who can you go get and how can you go attract a better coach? This was my point. And set them up for success. Yes, you've got to be laying the groundwork for that now. To go out into the coaching market and go, if you come here, we have this for NIL. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. Is it to a place where Kermit's probably lost the public trust? You're probably getting really close to that place. Yeah, sure. To where you can't get people to donate NIL money because they think well, they don't evaluate players correctly? Is that possible? Sure. My, my, my point in 10 Thoughts that I apparently did not write well is that it, it is more nuanced than just, hey, let's go hire a new coach and it will all be better. Because you're, look, Andy Kennedy was a good coach. He's doing a really good job at UAB. Kermit's a good coach. He did a really good job at Middle Tennessee. You can go get the young up-and-coming coach, but you got to give him the tools to compete in this league. You can go get the seasoned veteran who's been in the league, who's got some battle scars. I had a coach tell me the other night, Hey, that's what Ole Miss should do. Ole Miss needs to go get, I talked to a basketball coach that I know, who said Ole Miss should go get the battle-scarred guy who knows how to deal with SEC expectations, knows how to deal with SEC recruiting. And I said, okay, cool, but you got to give him the weapons to fight that battle, right? And he goes, oh, you absolutely do. Yeah, he can have a pocket knife. He can't show up, even with the battle scars, as this guy that's been through the ring, and you're like, okay, this is a, a machine gun fight. Here's a water gun. Good luck. Not nah, you're going to lose. So that's the point. If there is a benefit to losing to UCF and losing to UNA, if we're being honest, is that I think it forces Keith and the people around Keith to say, hey, back channels are in our rooms. Mm-hmm. We need to start talking about this. Yeah. We're, we're we're probably going to have to evaluate this in a way that because I think Keith I don't I don't think this is talking out of I, I I think I'm right here too Keith very much would love for Kermit to win oh sure and 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 I would be stunned be all stunned if Keith did anything prior to the season ending there's no reason it's not happening no uh, no. no 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 God no yeah stop so everybody they're gonna play the games guys stop. they're gonna play 18 conference games and we're gonna get a record at the end of them yeah. and we'll see what happens no God no that You're would not be firing anybody no, right now no no and not because baseball went on a run just because there's no reason to no it's two different stories yeah, those are not comparable either I've had to go hang hey, what I'm a, no. Ole Miss was ranked number one in the country in baseball. That's not the same. Well, thing. and you could look at Ole Miss's baseball team and, they see, were and see the pieces. Yeah. You look at Ole Miss's basketball team and they don't have enough guys who can score. No, I mean, Kermit gave the quote, which, I mean, he was honest. I guess credit there. But from a standpoint of when he's being nitpicked because they're losing games, and I mean, everybody understands that. That's not any kind of 
that's 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 the world you live in right now. But I mean, these quotes are just bad. Anytime I turned on the tape, they had a great physicalness and presence about them. It was no different today. We couldn't stop dribble penetration, and that's what got us in the end. Not a great game day practice today, meaning shoot around. So you could see it coming. I take full responsibility, but give North Alabama credit. North Alabama lost to Valley, and that's their one win. Valley's one in 12, or whatever they are. I didn't think our ball movement was great. Um, where is that quote I was looking for? We've got to find a couple, another couple of three-point shooters. We're still trying to find our way. I mean, your roster is your roster. Yeah, it's Christmas. You're not going to find them now. Yeah, I mean, you have what you have. You don't have they, this is two years in a row, maybe three years in a row, I lose track. They just don't have shooters. And if you don't have shooters, you have to have guys who are just explosive to the rim. And you've got to have multiple guys who can really defend. And you've got to be able to crash the boards and you've got to be able to score. You've got to be able to score. It's basketball, boss go through the net. Period. But you really need to be able to space the floor in the modern game. And to do that, you have to have shooters. And if you don't have them, you get this really super thin margin for error. And we talked about this before the year. It was my concern. People asked me, I, maybe I should have written it. That I, I could have been totally transparent. It just would have not been the most politically correct thing to write. Why aren't you doing the preseason basketball the way other sites are doing? So the question I got multiple times. And my answer was, because what if they're not good? Because the preseason hype machine built this team up to be something that I feared it couldn't be. I looked at them and I said, where are the shooters? They were 5 of 17 from the three line and 12 of 19 from the strike. 5 of 17 from three. That's, that's what, 30, 28, 29, 30%? And Ruffin went two for four. So, you know, three for 13 outside of him. So it's that deal when, when Matt Morell's not at the top of his game. And he was fine. He didn't have a bad day. He was he 16 points, four of 10 from the field, one of four from three, seven of nine from the free throw line. It's fine. So he was kind of near the top of his yeah. game and you still lose to North Alabama. Yeah, he played 36 minutes. And who knows? Maybe they show up and knock off Tennessee next Wednesday. I my point is, is for them to win those games, two things have to happen. Those, the other team has to play below its capabilities. And then you have to play really high level, night in and night out, in a grinding sort of a league. Because you look at these teams that are really good. Tennessee's really good. Alabama's really, really good. Really good. Uh, Arkansas is really talented. I don't know how good they're going to be. I wonder if they have enough outside shooting, but they've got cats who can get to the rim. They've got elite players. Um, Kentucky's going to be really good. Auburn's good and has a chance to be really good. It feels like Mississippi State's really good. It's, you play those teams, those teams are going to lose games in the league because it's a grind. Because on a Tuesday, you just don't answer the bell. The bell rings, and you just don't answer it. That happens. It's going to happen to every one of those teams. It's going to happen to you, too. You're not going to play at the top of your level for 18 games. And so when you don't, you have no shot. I just don't know what it looks like. Yeah. And here's the other thing. When you go to the how many people are going to be at the game on Wednesday? I don't know, because the bowl game's in four hours. I mean, yeah. show up 
And, and people are going to say, well, that's an excuse. And this is an excuse. At some point, you either have a product that people go to or you don't. You either have a product that people want to see or you don't. It's not a knock on the people. It's just a, a reality. And if in the middle of January, when South Carolina comes to town or Georgia comes to town or whatever, it's an SEC game, Chase. And if you're in the arena and there's 2,800 people there, that's failure. That's failure. And at some point in failure, you have to have a meeting that people go, okay, we have to make a change. Whatever that change is. My point is you can't simply look at it and go, it's the coach. Because it's not that simple. Because it's not like you hired an incompetent guy. No, no, no. You hired a guy that dominated his league for more than a decade to replace a guy that's gone into a new league and is doing really, really well. So you've had good coaching. That's my point. So somewhere in that meeting, someone in the meeting with Keith and them has to go, hey, this can't be as simple as addressing a coaching deal. We've got to make sure that whoever comes in, we give them more tools. Yeah. Neil mentioned him earlier in the show. Uh, Ole Miss hires Alan Green, the former Auburn Athletics Director, as it's uh, basically new number two in the athletics department. He will run the football program for the most part and then uh, assist Keith with all other athletic department uh, measures there. Um, StoryRebelGrove.com, obviously they've got their release as well. But uh, Alan, former AD at Auburn, um, obviously ran into a lot of trouble through that Brian Harson deal. And then uh, the AD at Buffalo, I guess he went up there with Danny White, if I have that timeline correct. correct. He was at Ole Miss prior to that in an admin role and loyalty foundation roles at, at different points. Um, he was part of that staff at Ole Miss that you look back and it had uh, Keith, Danny, Hartwell, and Alan Green all under Pete Boone there uh, at, the end of, uh, at the end of that tenure. I think this um, is terrific for Keith Yes, to get somebody with – AD experience to come in and be a voice. Keith, not only are they good friends, but Keith trusts trust him. him. Yeah. And so I think that's good. It's always good to have a sounding board who can also take some of the load off of you. Because these are big decisions when these kind of decisions roll around. Yeah. And, you know, it's you nice. Sit around the table and roll up the sleeves and go, hey, what do we think? Well, to have somebody who's not a yeah. yes man who will tell you, hey, here's what I think. You know, the final say is, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Like, I use Saban as the best analogy. Talk to anybody who's ever been around Saban. He'll tell you, they'll tell you that their meetings and stuff, he listens. Mm -hmm. He wants you to express an opinion. Now, at the end of the day, he's going to make a decision, and by God, that's the decision. And you're, you are to get in lockstep at that point. But he does listen. He hires people who will express opinions. Yeah. Um. Allen played baseball at Notre Dame, graduate of uh, the Fighting Irish, and anyway, from Seattle originally, um, so from yeah. Washington. Anyway. So you know that's where that is. And look, it sucks. I mean, I'm sure someone will listen to it. The the What's basketball up? thing. Oh, sorry, I'm, not Allen. <laughs> no, I'm back to that basketball. So <laughs> Allen, and you're listening. That's it's it's great that Ole Miss hired out. That's a home run. That's a home run. That's a that's a three pointer. Um, okay. The basketball thing, I'm just thinking it was stream of consciousness. The basketball thing sucks. I hate having this conversation on December the 22nd. That sucks. Sucks because I like the people. I like Kermit. I like Win Case. I like those people. I don't, I don't wish this. We on need anyone. basketball to be very competitive through whatever. I like basketball. Yeah. I like covering the tournament. 
It's one of my favorite things. I've said this for a long time. I love going to the tournament. It's just fun. I don't know why. I like it. I, I'd, I'd love it if they were a top 15 team. Yeah. And we spent March talking about seedings. Yeah. Brackets. Draws. People love brackets. I love the tournament. I'd love to go to the Sweet 16. Yeah. It's fun. Those games are awesome, man. Probably like going to Omaha. Yeah. Those games are awesome. I mean, you show up for one of those games, and as the game goes on, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Man, we're getting there. Last five minutes. I've covered an Elite Eight game. Those games are awesome. I mean, every basket matters. Every fan in the stands is locked in because the winner goes to the Final Four. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I don't want to cover a basketball season where it's irrelevant in on January the 21st. I mean, you know what I mean? I'd I'd love to make the trip to Fayetteville to cover a meaningful basketball game. It'd be fun where you've got a chance to win, and if you win, you're like, oh, what does this mean for tournament ramifications down the road? That's what's fun to cover. If you want some insight into how we think about it, I don't want yeah. to cover 4 and 14 in the league where you're going to Nashville only because there's a chance that the coach is getting fired sure, or the coach is going to retire or resign or whatever the case may be, but you're not going to cover anything, and you're at the, the what is it, Wednesday night game when there's like 12 people in the arena and you can hear conversations yeah. in the upper deck. 11, 14, 12, 13. When those yeah. games suck. I like going to the SEC tournament and covering the semifinal. Yeah, I love the quarterfinal round. The four games, eight good teams. That's fun, man. That's the stuff I enjoy covering. So when you're covering a team that's nowhere near that conversation, it's frankly, it's kind of boring and it can be kind of depressing almost. Yeah, it does. You're reading, you're writing stuff. I'm, I'm it's a th- long season. It becomes a really long season. I'm writing stuff and I'm talking to myself as I write and going, no one's going to read this. No one's going to read this. An eight o'clock game, you're like, why am I even here? And you're writing at 11 o'clock going, no one is reading this. I'm writing something at 11.30 tonight. I'm going to be exhausted tomorrow, and no one's going to read a word of it. Well, no one wants to write a bunch of stuff that no one's going to read. You want to write stuff that people are going to read that's natural. So anyway, that's the insight into what we think about it. Austin's asked a couple times as we uh, get ready to close your favorite office Christmas episode, Mr. McGrady. Oh, um, I watched it in the plane yesterday. It's the uh, the Benihana Christmas. Oh, that is good. It's so good. I haven't seen all of them because I've never finished the show. It's but. so good. It's where, I mean, spoiler alert. So you're still watching The Office all the time? I I just wanted something light and okay. funny. And it fits. And it was on my plane. And so okay. I, I, I watched it. It's where Michael is. Because one of the parts about Michael's character is he's so desperate to get married. Sure. He wants a family so bad. And he's just can't, he comes across as desperate. And so he, do you remember this one? He'd been dating this woman, Karen. Yeah, yeah. And so he gave her a Christmas card where she had just gotten divorced. And two years earlier, she and her ex-husband and the, their two kids went on a ski trip. And he took the picture and put his face over the ex-husband's face. And she shows up like, what is this? And you're watching it going, oh, my God, so cringe. And he'd already bought two tickets for like two days later for them to go to Sandals in Jamaica. (laughs) And so she breaks up with him. Andy takes him to Benihana. 
and they hit on the Benihana waitresses, invite them to the Christmas party, and they're having dueling Christmas parties because Angela's having her party. That's right. And and uh, Pam and Jim's current girlfriend are having a Christmas party, and they're having the dueling Christmas parties. They bring them in, and he can't distinguish. It's, it's like two Asian girls, and he can't distinguish between the two. <laughs> and so he puts a magic marker mark, it's like a Sharpie mark, on her arm. <laughs> no prayer of getting made today. No prayer. No chance. I thought about that. No chance in hell. No chance in today's political environment. The people would be so offended by everything. Yeah. But it was, dude, it was great. I was howling, laughing. I mean, I was having to control myself. It was because I'd forgotten about Benny Hanna Christmas. Yeah. I don't usually go back that far. It's like season four. Yeah. It's, well, I only walked, watched through like five. So, and I've seen it. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's great. The, and then he asked, he asked the, uh, the, the Benny Hanna waitress if she wants to go to Sandals. And of course she doesn't because yes. like, come on. Yeah. And so you see him go back and start going through basically his Rolodex to find somebody to go to. Sandals. Well, and he calls his boss and invites her. Yeah. And that That's sets right. up. That's more. right. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. writing on that show, the ability to put something in that show that's entertaining, but that sets up well, look, the some next of the show. best writing in the world of TV. I mean, we're in the, we're in the, and we're just kind of going cause it's our last show for a while. It's it. What makes it so good? We're in the era of prestige TV where good television is better than good movies, period. Because you set up and you have so much time and people yeah. would realize that. I mean, we're we're in the golden era of prestige prestige television. But one of the hardest and best things out there in television is comedies who have great writing that mm-hmm. shows you other things. And it's not just sitcom funny. It's no, no, no. They're, we're pushing here. I mean, in yeah. different ways, The Office did that. I mean, Well, even in that show where Pam begins to realize that Maybe she made a mistake when she mm-hmm. said no to Jim. Mm-hmm. Cause now she's helping Jim. Jim's having girl problems with I can't why can't I think of her name? That's what I was trying to help you with and I was having a hard time. But he's having girl problems with her and Pam comes into the room and she's like, You want to talk about it? And so he takes her up on it and talks about it. And that he ends up kind of at least temporarily working things out. And she's Karen. Pam, uh, Katie. Maybe it's Karen or Carol. I don't know. Anyway, he sees them. She sees them together and you see her in the like office way sobbing and Dwight who always comes across as this, you know, nut stops and sits down with her to comfort her. (laughs) He says to her, (laughs) he says, you're really PMSing bad, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) it's just a great show they did such a great job of building characters and i think that's why people like me go back and watch the show all the time is because i feel like those people are my friends yeah it's home yeah Yeah. tv does that tv tv does it the way books do it in different ways but it's 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 a similar reaction you you don't want it to end because you're comfortable and you're wanting to know what's next it was karen karen filippelli there you go yeah okay they did such a, and they did such a good job with secondary characters. Brilliant. The show was brilliant. Went nine seasons. Nine seasons. Okay. Survi- I mean, and, and when Michael Scott left, yeah, you think it's done, and they actually did really well. But man, back then the Michael Scott stuff was so good. I mean, his character is so cringy. It's yet yet you like him, you cheer for him. You're like, God, wouldn't it be great if he could just find what he's looking for? 
Wouldn't it be great? I mean, he's just trying so hard. The Benny Hannes thing, as you said, it might be a three or four top cringy moments, and that says something because there's nothing yeah. tops Scott's tights. But oh, well I that, mean, I, I, I can't I, even watch it. No, it, it's not. It's not watchable. It, it's literally not watchable. But Michael gets the picture. He goes goes to Sandals with uh, the boss. The boss. I can't think of her. Jan. Yeah. He goes to Sandals with Jan, and he gets this picture of Jan clearly topless, laying on her stomach, and he's got this you know smile on his face. And he can't stop from, instead of just, she says, you can't tell anyone. And because he he, he has to tell everyone and he can't help himself. Yeah. And the interview where he does with the the crew, you know, where he's like, you know, we're just friends. And then he keeps going, sex, because sex. Yeah. We had sex. (laughs) And you're like, dude, stop. You're just, it's great. Oh, the dinner party's good too. That's good. We could. Stop. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> I love she shows up at the warehouse and he thinks it's because of the picture that he sent out to everybody because instead of sending it to Packer, he sent it to packaging <laughs> to send it to everybody. She shows up and she goes, My therapist tells me that I should just follow my instincts. And even though you make no sense and you're not good enough, I I I, yeah. I want to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just awesome. I love that show. Um, people, public service announcement. You need to wrap your outside faucets at least t- uh, tonight. I know you all know that, but I'm going to remind you one more time. So maybe you go do it while you're listening to this here part of the show. I was talking. We're going to get some ridiculous temperatures for our part of the country. I mean, we're talking some windshields Four below zero, um, 10, 20 negatives on windshields. I, I told Neil before the show, I was talking to Michael Catch yesterday, who covers Ole Miss for the, for the Daily Journal. And, um, he lived. He covered Wyoming prior to the Rebels, and a part of the state in Wyoming is getting negative sixty-eight to seventy temperatures, not windshields, but temperatures. And we were discussing. I mean, you can't go outside at all. Like, no. Literally, it would that's it, impossible. You just stay in. But protecting any outside animals, they were talking about how to do all these things just to try to sort of do the best you can to to livestock animals. What anything. do they do? To get them in a barn and hope for the best? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. At that, at that level of temperature, I'm not really sure what the... Because I know here, yeah, the goal was to let them get as close as possible and they'll use each other's body heat and some of those things. But, dude. Um, but get some faucet covers if you don't have them. If you don't have those, um, wrap your faucets in towels, put some rubber bands around it, then put a plastic bag over it. And that's kind of the secondary way to do it or hell maybe even the better way to do it than those depending on what level of good faucet cover you have but do something so you don't have those issues because i mean everybody can joke all whatever but our we're not our infrastructure is not built for this so do the best you can for it um just like if wyoming had 95 degree temperatures and 100 percent humidity they would not handle that very well um it's so, true um yeah do the best you can yeah feed your pets protect them here as the as that happens We'll uh, let you know what's kind of next. This is the last podcast for the week. We're going to take a Christmas break. Obviously, Ole Miss plays the Texas Bowl on December 28th, so we'll give you a better update for that when we uh, when we know it. But coverage at rebelgrove.com as, uh, as it is needed there throughout this. So I hope all you guys have a safe, a wonderful Christmas weekend season here. Appreciate all of you that you allow us to do what we do. So uh, thanks for spending your time with us this morning. We will uh, let you know what's going on. Be safe, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. 
But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.